more thing about having a podcast as a student. When you do an MBA, one of the things that they tell you to do is do coffee chats. So just go out and meet people. And I, I did that. I, I did like dozens of coffee chats, but I'd say the difference between a coffee chat and a podcast is when you do a coffee chat, that person is almost doing you a favor. You're listening to Empowered Podcast with Patrick McGuire as he has empowered conversations with great people, doing great things and helping others. Join us at empoweredpodcast.ca. Hey friends, it's Patrick McGuire with Empowered Podcast. I am so pumped up. This is a great conversation. Jay Harris is coming on with me and we have such a weird, unique synergy. He loves podcasts. He loves tech. In fact, if you hit his LinkedIn, you're going to see the very first thing in the top corner says, I'm a techie with a love for podcasts. Jay's going to join me. We're going to talk about technology and NFTs. We're going to talk about what's happening and web conferences, podcasts, and, and a whole lot more. In fact, I'm just going to say to it, Jay, you're awesome. And unofficially, you're one of my motivators. You're one of my energizer bunnies. I'm watching you. I'm keeping an eye on you and I'm trying to keep up and do better, but it's going to be tough. So Jay, huge thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Patrick, it's my pleasure, man. Thank you very much for your kind words. It's amazing to be on the podcast and speaking with the audience. Thank you so much. Oh, no, I appreciate it very much. So, you know, guys, girls, you can hear this right now, Empowered Community. You can hear it in his voice. He's humble, he's honest, and he's he's just a genuine guy that actually likes to help. Every time we talk, and we spend time on Discord, so if you need to find us on Discord, find us on LinkedIn, find us on our social media. But Jay and I talk on Discord, we message each other. We're part of another group that uh, does a few things, or Discord server, if you will. But Jay's a manager of technology. He's a motivator of people and host of podcasts. It says it right on his LinkedIn. Clearly, this guy loves to talk about tech and podcasts. And that's kind of what we're going to do. In fact, like I said, this is how we connected. It was our mutual love for tech and podcasts that brought us together and connected. And it's actually through our friend Ravi Ravindran at Bluemex. So this is a Bluemex produced session. I use Bluemex and you can check it out, bluemex.io. So if you're trying to find great podcasts or if you want to build your own, check out bluemex.io. Jay and I both use different solutions, but I've settled on this one thing. It's pretty good. Jay, I'm going to just call something out for you so everybody knows that what you're doing, but then we're going to get into it. But Jay is the founder and co-founder of a few podcasts. He does a lot of other things. He's involved in tech and business every day, but the Digital Leaders Podcast, the World Tech Forum yeah. Podcast, and coming soon, Charlie Breadfruit. Hey, is that, do I got all that right, Jay? That that's all right. It's all yeah. That's all good. <laughs> good. Well, Thank thanks for joining me. Tell me first of all. Let's just poke into it. What's the Digital Leaders Podcast about? Yeah, Digital Leaders is a place where we invite thought leaders and innovators in the digital economy to come on and share business advice with our audience. You know, a lot of times as digital entrepreneurs, you sort of always looking for the next thing. You know, and it's tough to to get really actionable advice, tough to figure out where to look for that stuff. And so I created a podcast that, that just sort of brings it all together for you. So you can come in every week and get some advice from people who know what they're doing and, and put that into your business and, and just get some immediate results. Absolutely. That's a good way to say it, folks. All right. Now tell me, cause you're the host of many world tech forum podcast. Yeah. I've listened to it myself. It's solid. Tell our listeners what world tech forum podcast is about. Yeah. And World Tech Forum is actually, it, there's a funny story behind it. So my, my friend and, and, and co-host Gavin Bell, he came up with the idea. He said, Hey, let's create 
a tech news show for the Caribbean because there wasn't anybody who was putting out a show that's targeted towards people from the Caribbean. We're both from the Caribbean. And uh, so we started doing that and we realized that we were actually getting more support from outside of the Caribbean than inside of the Caribbean. Oh, wow. And that sort of blew our minds. As a marketer, you can plan and plan and plan, but then the audience just does what they want. And so we ended up switching the name and, and calling it World Tech Forum. And, and now it's, it's directly targeted at a global and international audience. And so we've started bringing in uh, people to, to speak on, on these different tech stories from wow. around the world. And it's, it's really just evolved into this really cool space where everyone is able to, to share and contribute to these tech stories that we hear about. That is pretty cool. You know, it's funny you mentioned that sometimes you can't control what your audience or where the brand is going to go, things like that. It makes me think back to originally the Timberland Boots story. I don't know if you know it, but Timberlands were, you know, yeah. it was a brand that it was just high quality, super awesome boots, of course. And they still are. They're crazy popular with all the kids. I purposely did not get a pair of Timberlands this year. I got a different pair. They're Kodiaks. Okay. They look a little more rustic leather look because my kids got them and I can't wear them. And we have both have plaid jackets like this one. Can't wear them and wear our jeans at the same time. He says, no, dad, you can't copy me. And okay, you had them first. But, <laughs> but the Timberland story started out that he built such quality, quality product. And oddly enough, there was a certain culture that just took over the brand and dominated it. And, you know, truthfully, it got really popular with the hip hop and rap industry, which is awesome because, I mean... Mm -hmm. What what a group to follow or partner with, if you will, unofficial ambassadors. You know, when you yeah. see them wearing it, you're like, I got to get me a set of those or whatever the new kicks are. But it actually originated and became popular with a very big group of thug culture. A lot of gangs, black, white, mm -hmm. Hispanic, everything were dealing drugs on the side of the streets in the winter and in the wet. And, you know, they were wearing Tim's because... They were a heck of a boot. They were waterproof. They were almost seamless. There's only two seams on them if you check them out, folks. Yeah, I'm kind of into the footwear stuff. But um, it, it's really impressive. And they just loved it. And it looked cool. And they weren't that heavy. They weren't that bulky. And um, going on record, he actually says, if I knew that the thugs were going to take over my brand, I wouldn't have made them such high quality. Now, it took him years and years and years to actually repackage and rebrand it to be super cool that again all the 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 artists and athletes and other stuff started wearing them again that they became popular with everybody not just a subset culture so it's kind of interesting that right. you mentioned hey we were going after the caribbean and the whole world decided that we wanted to talk <laughs> tech forum and you know you're right we can't control where we're going sometimes we're yeah. on our own little ride so I, i'm glad you shared that when we talk about that though i mean you renamed it what was it originally the original name Oh boy, that's tough now. What, what was the name? I'm forgetting. Oh, I like it that. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago, but I don't remember now. I'm sorry. So, I mean, that's okay, Oh, oh folks. no, I, I, I do remember now. It was called Trending Searches. Excellent. So, I love the fact that you just said, I can't remember. I didn't mean to get you with an aha, but the reality is sometimes we do so much, and this guy's one of those guys that does a lot, and he helps a lot of other people, and much like myself, that we can't remember everything we do. We can't remember the things that we've put out of our mind because it's been a hundred percent world tech forum going straight forward and everything in the past is the rear view mirror. Don't spend your time looking back. So I'm, I'm glad you were honest about that, Jay. And that's why I like chatting with you, buddy. 
Well, for sure, for sure. Honesty is the best way to go, man, obviously. Absolutely. And that's what the empowered community expects, right? We want honest founders and leaders and thought leaders to really just share. And if you suffer and struggle, say it. If you're rocking it, awesome. I like to remind people this is not just um, not just an Instagram profile. We're not just showing the highlights of our lives. This is an empowered community. This is empowered podcast. This is where we can talk about good stuff and bad stuff too. And if we don't remind people that we're going to suffer once in a while, we're not doing it justice to our, our tech founders, our partners, our friends, our podcast allies, our creators. You guys are doing a lot and you do share that, especially Digital Leaders Podcast. You help people focus on what could be coming and also those that are coming, whether you like it or not, and adopting it. But mm -hmm. what the heck is Charlie Breadfruit? Oh, yeah. Charlie Breadfruit is my passion project, I'd say. Uh, I haven't quite launched it yet. So like, like I was saying, I'm, I'm from the Caribbean and I'm looking for, and Charlie Breadfruit is sort of the way for me to spread Caribbean culture and just Caribbean values and Caribbean history with, with a broader audience. You know, the Caribbean is a pretty small place, you know, but just like a couple million of us are, are spread across you know, 10 to 15 islands. And so, but we, 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 we we're really passionate people. There's a deep rooted culture that, that, that goes back, you know, decades and hundreds of years. And so I wanted to, you know, use my platform to share some of that with the world so people can, can better understand us, you know, so sometimes like when I first moved to North America, everyone sort of referred to the Caribbean as the islands, as if it were. Mm -hmm complete, you know, geography, like everyone was the same, but each island is very different. We all have different accents and we all have different forms of music and different forms of dance and different cuisines and all of that stuff. Mm. And so I want, want to find a way to really share that, share the differences and with, with the world so everyone can, can understand us a bit better. Oh, I, I like that. I love that you remind us like they're all so different. I've been lucky to travel. I've lived in England and Ireland for summers. I've spent summers in France, uh, south of France, very specifically, even going south to north or landing on the island course or Corsica, depending if you're Italian or French background history, you call it what you want. I've mm -hmm. been able to travel and enjoyed a couple of the islands, as we say, but when you say food and culture and music, the thing that hits me is, is one thing that I'll always remember my honeymoon, we went I'm going to say it and see if you figured out. I know what that is. Yeah. 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 So just awesome. We went to the Cayman Islands. We were on Grand Cayman. We were at the far end, not the popular tourist end, but uh, man, you're okay. right. The cultures in every island is so different. The music's so different. Mm -hmm. The energy's awesome. But I'll tell you the one thing that I'll, that I relate to with the, all the islands that I've ever been able to visit or talk to people, it's the energy and enthusiasm for life is mm -hmm. way over the top. Would you agree? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, every day is sort of like an adventure. And I think it's like that just, you know, because you've got all the sun and sand and, and beaches and stuff. And, and so people are excited to live. Yeah. Yeah. But you're saying that as we're sitting in the Toronto region, we're both in the area and it's <laughs> not really warm out yet. And we got gravel on the ground and I tried riding and it's not that fun. It, I'd rather be on the sand. Like, you yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you a funny, a funny beach story, if that's okay. Funny Caribbean beach. Absolutely. Story. So please give me some culture, buddy. <laughs> Yeah. So this was back when I was a teenager, maybe I was like 13 or 14 years old and I don't live too far away from the beach. And so I'd ride my bike to the beach, just sort of as a, like a little exercise yeah. during the day, during the summer, right to the beach. And one day I'm heading to the beach and I hear out of the corner of my, I see and hear out of the corner of my, my eyes and ears, like some sound and I see some movement 
And so I stopped the bike, I look across, and there's like a little monkey, like a baby monkey, just like on the side of the road. I thought, oh, that's cool. So in, in St. Kitts, there are actually more monkeys than people. And, pe oh and some people keep them as pets. And so I thought, oh, maybe that's a pet that I can have, you know, oh, no. 13, 14 years old. <laughs> so I go over to it and try to like, oh, maybe I can get this monkey and keep it as a And as soon as I, I get close to it, I start hearing a whole bunch of noise coming from behind me. It's the other monkeys like charging at me, like a herd of monkeys coming at me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I, I realized it's a trap. The monkeys set me up. They had the baby monkey there as bait. So I dropped the bike. I take off running. I run all the way home. I had to go back for the bike the next day. Monk, the monkeys set me up, Patrick. Uh, so, oh, yeah. buddy, so that is Watch out for the awesome. monkeys when you go to St. Kitts. <laughs> you know what's funny is I call my kids. I mean, they're 18, 16, and 13, but I call them my monkeys, right? Because they're, they're yeah. like that. And this story, I've never heard anything like this, but that is, that's exactly how my kids are to me. Like they'll, they'll trick you and trap you. And it's, I'm picturing a monkey stealing your bike, by the way. Maybe they tried. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? I think of that in business too. Like there's a lot of little traps that get set for us to make us fail. In fact, I could say that I've met people that intentionally will work with you to make sure they mm -hmm. succeed and make sure you fail and, and they'll set you up. And, you know, I guess the moral of that in, in the empowered business world, I would say, stay focused. Don't lose your focus. Don't get distracted by the cute little monkey on the side of the street because yeah. they'll screw you over. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. I love it. And thanks for sharing that one. All right. So just talking about your podcast and, and why or what made you first get into technology? Because I know you got a great tech background. What first gave you a little love or passion for tech? Yeah, my my dad was into tech. Okay. He did he in St. Kitts. He was like a an importer, so he'd bring in computers and he'd sell those to to the local government. And so Smart we man. had a computer pretty early on, and then we got access to the internet. And I remember the first time that I realized that I could use the internet for school, and that was like a game changer for me. That it wasn't just about because all I really did initially was just play games on the internet. And there was one day that we needed. To, I had to do. A, a research project and there was a paper that I needed to write and I of course you know procrastinated until the last day and the library was closed because it was Sunday I didn't have any information about it, it was mm -hmm. about rabbits and I had no idea how to find information about rabbits but uh, I was still messing around on the internet and somehow I ended up on a page about rabbits and and I wrote the entire paper based on, the, on that page and then it, you know it just sort of clicked like oh my gosh I can use this to learn and as I've just been going down that rabbit hole, so to speak, ever since. Wow. That's actually really interesting. I think it's funny that you went down the rabbit hole, literally. Okay. So, I mean, you've, you've progressed, you've done some great businesses, you've done some great work in the tech space, but like you said, I'm a techie for love with podcast. What turned yeah. you, or when did you get turned on to podcast and what made you fall in love with podcasting? Yeah. So podcasting started when I got out of my MBA program, got out of the MBA program a couple of years ago, and I was new to Toronto. I had only been here for about a year and a half. And so I'm trying to figure out, you know, how do I make connections? How do I meet people? How do I get employed? That was really <laughs> the goal. I didn't know anyone, I, I, but I knew enough to know that you had to sort of have these connections in order to like get into the, get your foot in the door and meet the right people. And then that's how you, you get interviews. And so okay. I started the podcast with the idea that, hey, I'll use the podcast as an opportunity to one, to meet people, but also to build up my clout 
So when I'm sending out nice. resumes, person see like, oh, this person is a podcast and has a podcast and we check out the podcast. And, and maybe that, that puts me, you know, a few steps ahead of the other candidates for, for getting a job. And I, I'd say it, it worked out for sure for me, my, the job that I have now, they absolutely listened to the podcast before they called me in, into the interview. And oh, I, wow. I'd say one more thing about having a podcast as a student. When you do an MBA, one of the things that they tell you to do is do coffee chats. So just go out and meet people. Yes. And I, I did that. I, I did like dozens of coffee chats, you know, but I'd say the difference between a coffee chat and a podcast is when you do a coffee chat, when you ask for a coffee chat, that person is almost doing you a favor. It's almost like charity because yes. they're, you know, it's sort of like, oh, I'll meet this person who went to the same school that I did, you know, just because they went to the same school that I did, maybe I'll, I'll give them some help along the way. But with a podcast, it's like, you have something to offer. So mm. I've had put guests on my podcast who've been able to come on and do the show and then take the show, take it back to their boss and say, Hey boss, look at all the cool things I'm doing. This person invited me onto my podcast. You should give me a raise. You should give me a promotion. And then that's been able to help them along the way. So it's really win-win. So you have something to offer. It's a much better proposition than just asking for a coffee. Wow. That is pretty smart. All right, folks. So you just realized why he's in marketing and he's got a job in marketing because he just marketed the heck out of himself to the point that somebody had to give him a job. I love that. And, and the way you called it out is, is like the coffee chat, just, it's almost like you said, they're doing you a favor. In fact, I had one last week with somebody who's very well tied into the uh, CFL world, if you will. And you and I know that I've talked to you about NFX and it's an NFT project, the experience project that we're working on. And uh, I know that he actually probably just had a coffee with me on Friday, just out of the fact that we are both part of the same sort of unique athlete mentorship group. And we both used to go to the same church. So he probably just said, yeah, sure, Pat, we have same friends and let's have coffee. But I know when we got there, he went, aha. I could use that. So, so I get it, but you're right. When we ask for a podcast, there's a, a two-way street of value trading there. And I really like it. I mean, heck, let's be honest. If it wasn't for our connection and me kind of poking you, begging you to come on the podcast, if there was no value in it for you, you wouldn't have said yes. So you clearly called it out. There's value trade. Well, yeah, well, you're, you're a great guy, Pat. So obviously I'm going to do your podcast regardless, but well, yeah, it's win-win for both of us. Yeah. And I'm going to happily have you on, on, on digital leaders as well. Yes. All right, folks. He called it out. <laughs> I'm going to get on. Yeah. All right. So let's call that out. Let's go the other direction a little bit. I just saw your post. I think it was this morning. Econ. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. What's going yeah. on? You're a moderator. Tell me all about it. Yeah, so NFTCon is one of the largest online conferences for NFTs. I think this is their second or third year that they've been okay. doing it. Uh, but I'm, I'm moderating a, a, conf, uh, a panel discussion. It's about sort of NFT use cases and beyond. So just, you know, like right now, the thing that's popular with NFTs is NFT. App, and it's gotten super popular. You, you see it everywhere. You got the, yes. the board eight yacht, yacht clubs and the, the mutant apes and, and the meeps and, and, yep. and so forth. And Bapes. Um, I recently got into Bapes, which is pretty cool. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And, and you know, lots of others, like one, one that I own that I'm really interested in is Crypto Rasters, which is a Caribbean-based NFT. So I don't know that one, but I'm going to check it out because that name yeah, rocks. Yeah, check it out for sure. <laughs> yeah. So lo lo lots of different, you know, lots of different tribes that, that you can yes. join, so to speak, in, in the NFT art space. 
But there's so many other use cases, right? Like I know someone who's using NFTs as a way to fight climate change. I know oh. someone who's using NFTs as, as a way for, to sort of help and support prison, prison reform programs. I know oh. someone, I met someone who's using NFTs as a way to incentivize people to exercise. I know someone who's using NFTs as a way to help people to invest in, you know, like uh, high value spirits and wine. So, you know, like, like a, as a wine collector, yes. you know, so lots of the, and, and obviously the, the use cases that it was originally built for were like real estate and deeds and trusts and that, yes. that type of stuff. So all of these use cases exist. And so that, that's really what the panel is about showing people that NFTs aren't just art, even though it got really popular with art. There, there's a lot more that's going to happen in the very near future. And it's important for us to start recognizing that and start looking out for these developments as they happen. That's pretty cool. I love that. And and it is that utility, right? We've gotten past mm -hmm. that, that JPEGy thing and we're now moving to utilities. What can it do outside of the digital world? And how can we bring the outside digital outside of the digital world, offline world into the digital world? using NFTs, I think there's a lot of utilities that can be used differently. You and I have talked about one. We'll talk about it more later, of course, because I'm going to need some direction as a, a new project. But, you know, I'll have to just admit, I'm pretty jealous that you're a moderator. I've done it for sales and marketing. I've done Dreamforce, which is the biggest Salesforce event. It's actually the biggest in the world the last time I checked when it comes to tech conferences. So I've spoken on those stages. I've moderated lots of panels. I've had a lot of fun in, in sales and tech and in marketing and also in fintech and HR tech. But, you know, my whole world now is podcasting and sports tech and NFTs. So I'm a little bit jealous. So NFT con, if you're looking for someone who's a little bit goofy, just a slight bit crazy and loves NFTs and podcasting, I'm in. What a shameless plug. I would do it anyways. But I Jay, support that's... it. I support it 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> NFT, Connie, if, if you're listening, Patrick McGuire, that's your guy. We'll have a little fun. Jay and I will get online and chat with people and do whatever it takes to make uh, people happy and love NFTs as much as we do. Love podcasts and moderating panels. That would be so fun. How did you get connected with NFT, Con? How did that come around? LinkedIn. LinkedIn is amazing. LinkedIn is the, the space for NFTs right now. I know it started out in Twitter and everyone mm. was really excited about NFTs and Twitter, but you know, there's just like a, a level of discourse that happens on Twitter that, that sometimes is, is tough to deal with. You know what I mean? Twitter, yeah. Twitter is Twitter, you right? <laughs> you can't get around it, but in, in LinkedIn, you know, it's, it's professional, it's business oriented. And so people are there to learn. And so you get persons that are sharing real information about how NFTs work and how it's affected their lives and what they are doing with NFTs. And so you're getting these opportunities to really deep dive into what's possible with it as a technology and, and you mm -hmm. know, not just at the surface level, but really deep. And so people are hosting classes and they're starting companies and they're finding co-founders. So there's lots of opportunities to meet folk around nfts and that that's exactly how it happened someone saw my post they connected with me we had a few conversations and and they invited me to to moderate a conference yeah <laughs> i love it and that goes into that whole community thing like twitter i find doesn't have that that community relationship although twitter spaces is great for just broadcasting messages out as i've been on a few especially in the nft world it's really adopted twitter spaces but you and i both know that a lot of the NFT world has really jumped into 
Discord and getting into those servers there. And you and I are actually part in a few different servers, mutual servers. And if we're both involved in there, I've seen us both yeah. checking things out. Yeah, I stalk you once in a while, buddy. Oh, good. <laughs> but Brian Fanzo, that's a guy that's doing great things. And, and he Fanzo. talks about utility. Shout out to Fanzo. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that's someone that I want to make sure we get on this podcast and maybe perhaps get some of his advisory as well on, on that project I mentioned. But it is about communities. And you mentioned like, hey, Pat, I, I do think we should talk about communities and content. And we know the content could be great if you research and do a little work, but you got to get a great piece of talent on screen. Because great movies suck when you have the wrong talent. So it's good to have these conversations. Mm -hmm. It's good to build that community. And I'm lucky to have talent like yourself to come on and, and sort of share that. So you think LinkedIn has been the real community builder for you personally, but is that the place where you think NFTs in general are starting to live and have their communities on LinkedIn? I think it's growing. It, it, it may not be the big, Twitter is still the, what's the word, like the, the, the juggernaut in, in the, you know, the elephant in the room. But the LinkedIn is definitely a place where if you're curious, you can just sort of follow someone, mm -hmm. you know, who, who seems to be doing a, a lot of talking, a, a lot of posting about NFTs and, you know, you, you, you follow the, the comments and you see who else is commenting. You follow a few of those people and you start getting this influx of information and you have the ability to learn. And also what's really cool is if you want to work in NFTs. LinkedIn is the best place to do that. Yes. I've seen so many of my contacts just one, you know, one day they, they, they put up like a NFT profile picture, change their, their, you know, say something about their profile, like, yeah, crypto maximalist or, you know, NFT enthusiast. And then a couple of weeks later, like, yeah, yeah, I'm head, head of NFTs at, at company X and head of NFTs at company Y because the, the space is so young and, and it's, it's moving it. No one is an NFT expert. So as long as you've put in some amount of work and you can show that and prove that, and LinkedIn is the place where you, you do that, yes. people are willing to hire you. It's, it's amazing. Well, and so let's, we mentioned Brian Fanzo. He has a list of NFT utilities actually. And it's funny because I think of one of them, a client of mine through Altitude Accelerator. I'm a board member and advisor there. In fact, host of Startups Transform, which is their podcast. And he's got a program called ValidCert. And ValidCert was all about Valid certifications. I mean, crazy name, right? And yeah. he's using a secure contract type idea, maybe not a smart contract. They've started to convert over to And I think of that today, like you said, we could say, hey, I'm a meta expert. I'm a NFT mm -hmm. pro. I'm a meta vester, which I love that word, by the way. But, you know, valid cert is, is exactly that. You can't just copy and paste a digital badge and stick it onto your, your LinkedIn profile. You can't just put a list there saying that this is what I do. And I think that's one of the utilities of NFTs for the future is we'll be able to use something like valid cert or, or other things of that nature, whatever digital ID. I don't want to use that one because there's some real cons with that. There's some pros to it too. But, but the idea of having a confirmation and ownership of NFTs, owning your own data, instead of me yeah. calling the doctor to try and harass them to get my files, right. I can own that in the NFT world, in the blockchain, and I can share it with those that need it. Like my emergency, I, I ride a lot as you've known, and, and that's my sort of, you know, it's my ID and it says, if needed, call this person, call that person. Well, what if I had a QR that had my medical NFT or blockchain data on it? What if I had mm -hmm. my resume on the blockchain? What if somebody gave my performance review 
to Jay Harris as superstar marketer, superstar podcaster? What if I gave you a performance review as an NFT and it now lives in your profile forever? You're in charge of that and you control it. And we can't have these pretend NFT guys all of a sudden getting great jobs and huge salaries from a public company that, well, they might crash and burn. We'd actually have some certifications of that. What do you think of that idea of, of really controlling our own data through NFTs? Yeah, yeah. And I think of the use case that I think of immediately is around uh, diplomas and college certificates. Yes. So in, in the Caribbean, counterfeit certificates are a huge problem because, you know, wow. people go off to study and they sometimes, very unfortunately, sometimes they don't complete the degree, but they come back and say that they have. You know, like the only real way for you to figure that out is to call up the university and say, and speak to somebody, maybe in admissions or something and say, Hey, did this person actually complete the degree? And mm. sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no, but they, there's always like a hassle of doing that right? when you have to hire people, you got to call up each person to see, you know, each person's school, wherever they are, that's an international right. fee. You're calling, you know, in the UK and Australia or something, wherever they went, Singapore and see if they actually graduated. Maybe there's a language barrier. So it's not possible for everyone. So, you know, a few people slide on in and, and without an actual degree. So that, that if it's possible to do that as an NFT on the blockchain where an employer can reference and see if an employee, if their qualifications are correct, then that would be amazing. That would be super cool, especially if you could say, hey, my LinkedIn profile matches my blockchain profile. Thanks to my NFTs. Mm -hmm. I legitimately went to these schools and I did that. And some synergies there. I'm sure somebody's got to be working on it. If you haven't, somebody who's smarter than me might be Jay, mm -hmm. but somebody smarter than me, try and figure that out and get that connection going and, and validate all of our data and, but put us in control, right? I'd love to be able to say, Hey Jay, I want to come on your podcast and I send you a QR that you could scan through the screen or I send an email or send you a link. And it's an open segmented ledger based, you know, my resume versus my medical. And, and by ledger, I could yeah. share certain pieces with certain people. I'd love to do that. And you go, I looked on your LinkedIn pad and it looks a little different than your ledger does in your NFTs. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it would be amazing to see them sort of aligned. I, I think you just hit a big one there, Jay. That's huge. Yeah. Ho hopefully somebody's putting that together as we speak. Because you, you never know when you look on, on, at people's LinkedIn's, you know, like what's embellished and what's accurate. Right? Yeah. A lot of times people also, a lot of times it sometimes is necessary, but people also hide things. Like I, I hide a few things. Like I won't say, I didn't say like in my LinkedIn doesn't say what years I went to school because that might indicate how old I am. You know, I don't wow. necessarily want everyone to know that, but maybe my employer should. Okay. I never even thought of that actually is to hide some dates because, you know, we're recording this in March, 2022. I turn 48 next month and most people don't know that. I, I would not have guessed that. So congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I don't have quite the awesome skin tone that you do, but I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. It's the coconut nice. oil, buddy. Nice. That being said, that's a pretty smart idea is like, again, even on LinkedIn, sharing only things that you want to share versus sharing everything. Because some people throw the kitchen sink and all their dates and all the craziness. That's, that's mm -hmm. a different approach. And I might have to apply that uh, to my own. So thank you for the tip. Folks, this guy's always got tips and he's always helping me out as we go forward. I, I really do appreciate and value the relationship and friendship we have. Of course. Same here. <laughs> well, thank you. Good. Now, you know, I'm looking at the, the NFT con thing and, you know, NFTs, we talked about a fair amount. Podcasts, we talked about a fair amount. 
Do you see a synergy between podcasts and NFTs these days? Yeah, you know, going back to the Twitter uh, about NFTs being on Twitter, the I think the drawback to Twitter and NFTs is the the discourse is happening in what is Twitter three hundred characters? Is that what it is? I think that's what they bumped uh, it to. Yeah, they bumped it to three hundred. Yeah, so everything is happening in in three hundred character limits, and so there's only so much you can say in you know in, in little short blur. Yeah, exactly. And you know, sometimes you can get out a few a few thoughts if you you know you link your your tweets together in, in, in a stream, but podcasts give you the ability to really dive into a topic and, and have a conversation like we're doing right now, have a, an actual human dialogue rather than reading these little snippets. The future of, of NFTs and of sort of tech development, you know, all of the new things that are happening in the tech world is podcasting and you, you mm. see a lot of the big companies getting into podcasting as well. So yeah. uh, YouTube recently started paying some creators to bring their podcast videos into Saw YouTube. That. Yeah, TikTok extend, extended their time limits to 10 minutes. I know, and, and that's a weird one to me. Like TikTok yeah. was about fast, nail it, get excited, hype it up, get it out the door. And now are they changing their value prop and is it going against their initial value prop? That's I don't know the answer. I'm just curious. I, I'm not sure, but I think it's all, you know, it's all going to be in the way that they set it up in, in their algorithm, right? So it's going to be something like, you know, if you're just in there for, for short videos, then short videos are still going to be available to you. Mm. But if you want longer type form content that, you know, you, the algorithm probably sends some of that to you as well. And, and you see, uh, what's it called? Spotify, what they've been doing with, with Joe Rogan and, and bringing in uh, yeah. exclusive, exclusive podcasting. Amazon got into it recently as well. They're not doing podcasts in particular, but they've just launched a new app. It's called AMP, A-M-P. Oh. I think it's still in beta, but they let you uh, sort of do these live um, radio shows. So, and you can use all of the music from the Amazon music catalog and you're almost like a radio DJ, like back in the day. Oh my goodness. Now that yeah. is enablement for sure. That's technology at <laughs> not, maybe not as best, but that's, that's at the best. That's incredible. I didn't know about it. Yeah. I have to look for it now. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, podcasting, I think is, is taking off. It's the place where development is happening. Yeah. And it gives everybody a voice, not just one voice, not just, this is the media you listen to, whether you're far left, far right, or down the middle, it's, you know, we are the media, the podcasters are sharing mm -hmm. what they love and we get to choose what we're going to listen to or watch because a lot of podcasters are now video of course with youtube and others i love the fact that now we get to choose what we put into our brains i listen to some yeah. nfts i listen to some some tech leaders i listen to some educational i also listen to some just personal development stuff i mix it up but i'm in charge of that instead of the news hammering down my throat what i'm going to listen to that's very smart yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure okay so we've talked a little bit about community we've talked a little bit about you know technology and we talked about your podcast a little bit, NFTs, of course. I want to remind everyone that the nuggets that we just gleamed, or I tried to steal from Jay as much as I could or repeat them, it's because of his podcast, right? I mean, these are things that he has the engagements and conversations with people that you wouldn't normally get. So we are both fans of podcasts. We are both creators. And thanks to LinkedIn, there is a new creators platform. I'm not live streaming this one, but I do live stream many. And it's Reasons why this, why I say, Jay, you are one of the digital leaders and it makes sense to have the digital leaders podcast. Thank when do you, you usually release digital leaders podcast so the audience can kind of jump on it the first episode they can and, and start subscribing? 
Yeah, usually they come out on Sundays. We, we just hit the 50,000 download mark. And I thought best way to so thank you. The best way to celebrate that is to take a break because I hadn't taken a break since I started it. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, taking a break for the next week or so, and then going to come back refreshed and ready to go in, in April. But the episodes usually come out every Sunday. Okay. So every Sunday you can get a brand new episode of Digital Leaders Podcast. World Tech Forum, that is rocking on a regular basis. Keep an eye on that one. So, so Jay, let's just give a shout out to NFTCon because you're there. I don't, you know, hey, it's nice to have NFTCon, but since you're going to be there, you want to see Jay Harris, you want to find him. It's an online event. It's one of the biggest ones out there. When's that happening? NFTCon is from, it's this week, actually. It's from the 21st to the, sorry, from the 22nd to the 24th. It's a three-day conference. It's all online and it's all free. So if you just go That's to nftcon.co, you can register and, uh, and access a, the, the list of speakers. I can't believe they included me in this list of speakers. List of speakers, phenomenal. I don't know how I got in, <laughs> involved with, with these. Because you are Jay, the man, the podcast master, <laughs> Harris. Yeah, so ch check it out for sure. It's absolutely free. Just just register and uh, you, can, you can check out all of those great discussions that will be happening. Excellent. All right, so check it out. Check out digital leaders podcast check out world tech forum podcast check out jay harris on linkedin check out nft con it's free folks so if you think you want to be into nfts you love online conferences you love community and networking as jay just clearly called out it could get you your first job if you create a podcast yeah. and network with people heck that was awesome jay <laughs> check out nft.com or nft con sorry now there we go nftcon.co thank you jay appreciate it i got jumbled up there uh, what's no, the best good. way to, to chase you down, Jay? How do we find you? I'd say it on, on LinkedIn for sure, Jay Harris. And uh, you, you see my photo with a yellow background. That, that's me. And I'm at Podmaster J, like Jam Master J, like the DJ, but Podmaster J. I love uh, on, that. On <laughs> Marketing. Yeah, on, on, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on, on Twitter, on Instagram, and, and of course in, in Discord. Fantastic. Well, Jay, I'm just going to wrap things up here and then run through a couple of sponsor things. But before I do, I just want to say again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having this conversation. Thanks for educating and empowering me. I've got some nuggets. I'm going to put them to good use. And I'm going to poke you a little later to talk about that project I mentioned earlier. So thanks a lot, Jay, for joining us today. Patrick, it's been my pleasure. You know, thank you for inviting me here to, to speak with your audience. It's been amazing. So I'm, I'm excited to continue this conversation with you. Awesome. And I'll hold you to it because I'm excited for it. Folks, you now understand that Jay loves tech and loves podcasts. And so do I. This is f the future for us. We love this stuff. And NFT, that's something really cool. And it aligns both podcasters and technology. So no wonder that this guy is involved and obviously a little bit of marketing too with his history and his current uh, regular job. I don't know. The guy's got like 10 regular jobs. Exciting to talk with a tech and podcast lover like myself. One of the things that I always have to remind ourselves is that. NFTs are a future item, something that you can use for the future. Podcasting can be used for the future. You can consume what you want when you want. So I'm excited for that. I want to wish everybody to have an incredible empowered day, week, month, year, and be sure to empower yourself by finding what you want and consuming it, whether it's Jay's podcasts with an extra S, whether it's empowered podcast, whether you find us online or just follow us in LinkedIn or follow others in LinkedIn, consume what empowers you to really have an empowered life. I know that's a lot of empowered folks, but I'm just going to say it. And thank you so much, everybody, for joining. Hey, look, if you're in NFTs and you know NFTs are hot, what's more exciting is where NFTs are going. 
what else they can do. The NFTs, uh, as Jay and I talked, are about the utilities. They don't have to be simple little JPEGs or digital images. Utility is the next big thing in the crypto space with NFTs. Meaning, what could you do with NFTs? What will they bring? What will they unlock for you? Will they give you access to something? Will you get access or participations? Pops, Jay and I talked about that earlier. NFX, the non-fungible experience company is changing the way you think about NFTs and experiences and collectibles. They are the future of NFTs by including experiences and collectibles for their communities online and offline. Discover the future of NFTs at nfx.co, nfxco.com. Discover the future of NFTs at nfxco.com. That's nfxco.com and unleash the future of NFTs. And if you're looking for great mentorship and leadership, check out empoweredentrepreneur.ca peer groups. If you want to 10X your business today or over the next month or year, you could do that with a group of peers of mental thinkers that will help you solve your biggest challenges and problems together in a group of 10 like-minded entrepreneurs, executives, podcasters, creators, influencers, athletes, and artists. Someone that's going to take your business over the top. And it's better to have more people thinking about your problems and challenges versus just yourself or maybe you and one other mentor. Get a group of peers around you and be empowered. Visit empoweredentrepreneur.ca and check out our peer groups. We'll growth and grow your business 10x together. Thank you very much. Have an awesome day. Be empowered. Empowered. A Blue Mix podcast is hosted by Patrick McGuire and does not constitute a recommendation for any organization, product, or service. Empowered podcast may be compensated by sponsors, products, or services in this show. For more empowered content, subscribe where you get your podcasts and visit bluemex.io to join us on Discord.